to Alumni Conversations. What you're about to hear is a Facebook Live conversation that took place between members of our Laterno community and our alumni. These bi-weekly conversations dive into stories from our time as students at Laterno University and the years that followed. Originally founded by R.G. and Evelyn Laterno in the mid-1940s, Laterno University is a comprehensive institution of Christian higher education where educators engage learners to nurture Christian virtue, to develop competency and ingenuity in the professional fields, to integrate faith and work, and to serve the local and global community. We claim every workplace and every nation is our mission field, and so Laterno University graduates are professionals of ingenuity and Christ-like character. They see life's work as a holy calling with an eternal impact. Welcome to Alumni Conversations. Hey, good afternoon. My name is Daniel Ostendorf, and I get the joy of serving as our Director of Alumni here at Laterno University. And so today, I want to invite you to join me for another conversation with one of our alumni. Over the years, God's given us 25,000 students who have come through these doors and now are making a difference around the world. And they're doing incredible things from in their homes, to their communities, to their churches, to their workplaces. And so today, we're going to sit down with 2012 graduate Joe um, Bailey and talk about his work with welding, both with Vermeer, but also the impact he's going to have across the world or across the nation and across the globe in his work with AWS and the International Welding Society. So I'm looking forward to that conversation. We get into all sorts of things from flying cars to his time here uh, to what God's allowing him to do now after uh, since he graduated in 2012. But before that, I've got a couple of announcements for you. As you know, we were supposed to have homecoming last next week, and we are so disappointed as a team that we are not going to see many of you here on campus um, this April. So we're hoping that you're going to join us in September. As you know, our Alumni Advisory Council suggested we postpone uh, homecoming to September. And indeed, we're glad we, we did, because the reality is that many of you would not have been able to join us next week if we had gone ahead and held it here in April. So we do hope you'll be able to join us in September. Go ahead and save those dates, September 15th through the 18th, a very special 75th anniversary homecoming here on campus. The fun thing about these dates is that Friday lines up with the 75th anniversary of the very first day of classes held here at Laterno. And so as a result, that is just going to be a very fun back to school kind of celebration day. So we hope you and your family will join us for lots of fun activities across campus, a memorable evening with a variety show and alumni awards show. And we're looking forward to that as well. So thanks for one of those dates and we hope you'll join us. Now, that being said, there are a few things, well, at least, yeah, a couple of things for you to join in long distance with next week. We are still having Dr. Tony Evans come and speak in chapel next Friday. He was already scheduled to be in town for a prayer breakfast. And so we said, well, let's go ahead and have him here. He'll edify our community, our body, and we can bring him to you via live stream. So next Friday at 1035, head over to letu.edu slash chapel. That's letu.edu slash chapel. Or just go to the Laterno website and type in chapel in the search box. And he'll be live streamed there from 1035 to 1130 Central Standard Time next Friday morning. I hope you'll join us for that very special time with Dr. Tony Evans. The other exciting thing is we are going to be able to, to live stream Hootenanny, which will still be happening on campus just for our students this year, next Friday night. So Friday, April 16th at 7 p.m., head over to either letu.edu slash chapel, the same webpage as the live stream for Dr. Evans, or over the alumni page, www.letu.edu slash alumni, and we'll have a story there and a link there for you to watch live. So we hope you'll pop some popcorn, uh, maybe get together with some friends and alumni in your community and grab a TV and, or a computer and sit around and laugh along with us 
next Friday evening. If I can, I want to invite you to pray for your fellow alumni. Next Friday and Saturday, we're going to be doing a hybrid gathering of our alumni council. Half will be joining us via video, half will be able to be here in person. And we're going to be talking through ways to, to serve you, to reach you, for alumni then to reach back and and help this university and pour into our students' lives and encourage them and mentor them. So I would just invite you and ask, would you pray for us next Saturday, Friday and Saturday? As the alumni director, it's my heart to make the most of our time, but it's also my heart to say, Lord, we've got some things we'd love to do, but man, we want to be about what you want us to do. So guide our conversations, guide our time, that we might not only honor you, but this is something you would want to bless and use to encourage our alumni and allow them to continue to encourage students here on campus. So please join us in praying for next Friday and Saturday, April 16th and 17th, as our alumni council is together. One last announcement for you today. Some of you have been waiting and asking us, when are you going to have more of Dr. Bill Graff's devotional book in stock? As you know, we sold out of that back in the late fall. It took us a little while to get some um, things taken care of with the publisher, but we now have 100 copies of Dr. Bill Graff's Engineering Your Faith uh, devotional here in stock. So if you would like to purchase one, head on over to the website, search for Bill Graff, uh, or uh, yeah, look up, look to search for Dr. Graff in the search box. It'll take you this. Now they're $40, but we want you to know what that does is it covers the cost of the book, and then everything over the cost of the book goes into a special scholarship in Dr. Bill Graff's honor that benefits our engineering students. So maybe you want a copy of the devotional, or you know somebody who would be blessed by it, maybe a student who's going into engineering, or someone who's in the engineering field and would be encouraged by it. We want to encourage you to go head over there, pick up a couple of copies of that. We also have another work that's in progress, uh, a collaboration between Dr. Bill Graff and Dr. Paul Leifer, and I look forward to sharing more with you on that here in the coming months, and certainly by homecoming in September. All right, that's enough announcements for today. Let's get into the whole reason you're with us today, the conversation with Joe Bailey. So I'm going to go ahead and invite Joe Bailey in. Joe, welcome. So glad you're here with us this afternoon. Thanks for taking the time to talk with me. Glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. You bet. Well, Joe, let's do a quick bio rundown just so people have some context. You graduated in 2012. Now, you were one of those... Uh, Overly ambitious? No, just really ambitious students. You not only got one engineering degree from Laterno, you got two. So you're a mechanical engineering student uh, graduate and a weld materials joining and welding uh, graduate. Is that correct? Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that means that you not only did one senior design project, you did two, is what you told me a few minutes ago. Yes. yes. Oh my goodness. Okay, Glad I'm for thinking. Punishment. <laughs> either that, or you just decided you found something you loved. Um, Didn't leave. Which which is amazing. So I, my hat is off to you. I had a double major, but they did not involve the complexity of a senior design project. So well done. Look forward to talking more about what you did for that because you actually got to work on the same project two years in a row. Yeah, so we'll that hear about that fun. shortly. But before we do that, let's jump into some personal stuff. You are married to a wonderful lady named Elizabeth. Yes. You guys have been blessed with six children. Um, Abigail's your oldest, and you just welcomed Jane this last Thanksgiving into your family. Yes. Awesome. Well, we're excited for you. That's amazing. Now, how long have you and Elizabeth been married? We've been married for nine years, just about. Okay. Okay. So headed oh. into your 10th year here shortly. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. So now I'm going to do math on air, which is always scary. Uh, 2011, no, 2021. So 2012, you got married right around graduation? Right after graduation. Yep. Graduated wow. in May, got married in June. So. Oh my goodness. That was a big year. And of, of course. course, you. what we're going to talk about a little bit later, you joined Vermeer as a welding engineer that same summer. 
Yes, I did. Enjoy working here at Vermeer. I uh, have been, obviously, since I graduated, so about nine years now. And uh, it's been a great company to work for. Okay, so, John, let me get this straight. Your senior year at Letourneau looked like you finishing a senior um, senior paper, or sorry, senior design project, mm-hmm. getting ready to get married, getting ready to move to Iowa with your new bride, and getting mm-hmm. ready to start a full-time job. Yes. That was a crazy, like, spring, summer. It was a busy year. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, some people gawk at this. But anyway, my, Elizabeth, my fiance at the time, and I, we only actually talked. We dated long distance. She wasn't in Texas. Okay. She was in Iowa. And okay. uh, we only talked on Sunday afternoons because that was wow. my time window to talk with her. Right. <laughs> and she was content with that. Praise the Lord. Oh, um, wow. But uh, that was, it was just a stacked schedule between student body president okay. responsibilities and finishing up senior design. And she thankfully handled most of the wedding preparations uh, okay. up until the time I graduated. And then I was able to kick in a little bit more time. But needless okay. to say, by the time I graduated and started working just a mere 45 hours a week, it felt like, whoa, this is easy. <laughs> I've Man. got all this time back in my <laughs> all life. This time (laughs) wow oh that's incredible well god was good it's it's kind of fun to think about all the things he had to put in place for that season that worked out the way it did well yeah it is fun to think about it one of the just to chime in here one of the things that god put in place was the in high school well actually post high school i graduated in 2007 but i didn't start at Laterno until 2008, and that's because I took off a year to do some local college as well as to work as a welder at Vermeer, believe it or not, full-time. And so that gave me – but I worked on second shift, and I worked like – 50 to 55 hours a week they were they were really the market was strong during that time and so we were putting in lots of hours so i would start you know at 2 30 in the afternoon and work till like midnight 1 a.m time frame and then i had a class that started at 8 a.m at the college so i'd go to sleep for a little while and then i'd get up and i'd go to class and i would do my homework after class and then i'd go take a nap and then i'd get back to work what that did for me is it taught me i could i could I could work a weird schedule mm. and it kind of it, it 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 helped me prepare for college and some of those busy years of yeah. realizing, hey, you know, I, I could put in the time I need, I can figure mm. this out and uh, mm. make it work. Uh, God God can sustain me. So Wow. That is amazing. Yeah. I mean, to come out of high school into your first year of college and before you ever got to Laterno, you knew something that usually takes our students the first one or two years to figure out. Like, I can do this. It's hard work and I have to be disciplined, but it's possible. You kind of even figured it out actually before you ever showed up on campus. Yep. Thanks to God wow. and his work and organization right. in my life. <laughs> yep, absolutely. And then the fact that he introduced you to Vermeer early on, then you got an internship as a student and then you got a job with him. Like that's yep. just a really cool history as well. Okay, mm-hmm. so let me um let me ask real quick, how did you and Elizabeth meet? What's the story there? Well, it depends on how far back you want to go. But in high school was the first time we really met. And it was at a civics class. Uh, We were both homeschool students. And there was a civics class at the Iowa State Capitol uh, hosted by an organization called Teen Pact. So uh, other homeschool students might know about that. But anyway, it it was a fun one-week class. And I remember at the end of that class, there was a speech that she gave about biblical femininity. And I remember thinking to myself, the girl that she described is the girl that I want to marry someday. And wow. so we didn't we didn't start dating at that time or anything. I was like, I'm too young. I, I don't I don't know what I'm yep. doing yet. So uh, I waited till college. But uh, then anyway, fast forward to my junior year, I go to summer break and uh, we reconnect. 
and uh, God just hits me. There's a specific conversation where, where it was just like, where did that come from? I need to marry Elizabeth. She is the gal that God is calling me to marry, which a little well, weird. But anyway, so right, but we, we five dated. Five years earlier, he sort of sowed those seeds a little bit to get to know her and hear her heart. Exactly. Yep. Wow. Exactly. And then and then oh. we dated for about six months, and most of that was long distance. I was in Texas; she was still in Iowa, and then uh, we got engaged over Christmas break, and then married in the in the summer. So in the summer. Oh my goodness, that's amazing, Joe. Yeah. All right. So one, I'm trying to put two pieces together. You did an internship at Vermeer. Was that the same summer you guys started dating? Was it that junior yes, year? Correct. Okay. It was. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Vermeer took you back to Iowa. Yep. Kind of reconnected over that summer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we've jumped into actually some really fun parts of your story already, but let's back up a little bit um, and get to the story. How did you end up at Laterno? What was the connection here? How did you find out about us? We're a long way from Iowa. Yes. Well, I like to joke with people. The simple answer to that question is I had two parameters for college. I wanted to go to a Christian school. Okay. Uh, that was actually my decision, not my parents. Uh, they were encouraging me, but I was like, no, I want to go to Christian school. And then the second was that I wanted to do weld engineering. And it turns out there's only one school in the nation, aka Laterno University, that, <laughs> off, that meets both of those criteria. So wow. long story short, that's how I ended up there. Um, okay. Ultimately, the whole path to getting to weld engineering was because of a mentor of mine at the time, Dave Landon, and actually okay. he is still my manager this day, <laughs> believe it or not. Whoa, um, and this must uh, have been 10 years ago that yes. God used him to kind of introduce you to welding. Yep. So it, it goes wow. back to sw- being on swim team with his kids. Okay. So I swam competitively wow. against or with and against his kids. And okay. we got to know each other and he took an interest in me and I knew I wanted to do engineering. I thought okay. I wanted to do mechanical engineering and he okay. introduced me to welding. And I was like, whoa, this is really cool. And so eventually got to the point where it's like, you know what? I think I want to do this weld engineering thing. And he's like, well, then I've got the school for you, Joe, down at Laterno. He's okay. a graduate himself. Oh, he um, is. Okay. He's an alum. So Dave Landon, yeah, introduced me to Laterno University, um, and and ultimately I decided to go there to school. So wow. So you know, one of the things we tell our alumni oftentimes is, hey, one of the best things you can do for Laterno is actually just tell people about Laterno. Um, yeah. Getting a student into Laterno is actually a, a huge blessing to us as a university for lots of reasons. Um, and and so here's an op- option like here's an example where an alumni introduce you to welding and then introduce you to Laterno. Yep. Um, wow, that's awesome, Joe. Wow, cool. That's amazing. Okay, so uh, you got these parameters. Your filter's pretty tight, and really only one school falls through that filter and makes it. Yep. So you come to check out Laterno, and are you sold on it right away, or was there kind of a season of figuring out? Yeah, well, I didn't preview only at Laterno. I went okay. and checked out a couple other Christian schools and uh, was was comparing. But okay. uh, ultimately, I was pretty impressed. Well, so maybe I, I don't think this sold me on it necessarily, but it was really cool. I got to stay overnight in the dorms, as you often do with preview students. Yep. And uh, the, the guy who I was paired up with was on the Baja team. And oh, wow. so he he took me out to show me the the go kart the off roading go kart that they build smart, and yeah. uh, and it was late at night and we were just oh. hanging around chatting and then they're like hey you want to drive it it's like whoa that would be cool so they put me in the driver's seat and I get no to drive way. around in the parking lot out back late at night and then uh, and so that was that was really cool and so just just Amazing. the hands on nature of Laterno doing projects yeah. and stuff like that was really attractive and obviously the fact that they had weld engineering but uh, it just seemed like a really good school and um, oh. it was it's 
pretty easy decision at that point. Well, but, kudos uh, to whoever plugged you in with that student to spend the night, and kudos to the student for saying, sure, he can drive it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> well, then fast forward, it's fun. Some of my college buddies were on, on the Baja team, and so okay. my senior year at graduation, like the night before graduation, I was hanging out with them, and we were in the Baja area, and I was like, you know, I got to drive one of these when I was a previous student. They're like, you better cap it off by driving it again driving tonight. And so I did that. No I went, and, uh, and in my fiance, my wife, now was also able to get drive it around a little bit. Oh, so anyway, that's a cool that was just kind of fun way to cap the Laterno experience. Absolutely, started with a, ba- a ride in the Baja race ended. car and ended with it. Yep, yep. Uh, and what a sweet like, because I know I believe Elizabeth's not a graduate, but here nope. she got to get a taste of a Laterno when she came to visit you and yep. has that memory, which is really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Joe, that's awesome. Okay, okay. So we know how you ended up here. There weren't a whole lot of options. You were committed to going to Christian school. Um, and you love the hands-on practical side of it. So yep. tell me, what are your memories from your time here? When you think back on your four years, um, what makes you thankful that you chose Laterno? Well, one thing that makes me thankful that I chose Laterno is the dorm experience. I had okay. a great time. I stayed on the same floor, 4B in Tyler Hall, oh. uh, all four years, and had a great uh, camaraderie of, of okay. brothers on that floor, which Ooh. was a lot of fun. I've stayed connected with a few of them. Uh, one of my buddies now is a missionary aviation pilot. Actually, he wasn't on the same floor, but he was close by. And we, we, Anyway, um, another one is actually works here at Vermeer. I helped him get hired on after he oh, graduated. Wow. So anyway, it's fun. Where he he's got uh, a kiddo of his own, and so we now we get together and mm-hmm. and um, spend time now and now and again. That's a lot of fun. Uh, okay. So anyway, camaraderie and the relationships were great. Uh, another aspect was the professors. Um, I had a, a number of professors that really invested and took an interest in me and helped out. I loved the the low student to professor ratio, um, and I remember in particular Dr. Lee. So he, he's he's now pa- since passed away. But uh, Dr. Kuhn Lee was um, my professor for statics, and that was really hard class. A lot of engineers struggle with that one coming in. But um, he, one of the things he offered during that class was to do a personal devotional study with some of the students. And uh, he said, so if you're serious, but you got to be serious, treat this like a class where you're actually going to do homework and you got to commit to regular Bible study and things like that. And, uh, and so I, I met with him after class and I was one of three students who took him up wow. on his offer. And we did that for about two years. And wow. that was really formative in my faith and walk with the Lord, solidifying my faith is not just my parents, but as really my own mm-hmm. um, and preparing me to lead my own family and establishing mm-hmm. the daily habits of uh, time in the word and mm-hmm. and Bible study and prayer. And uh, so anyway, there's some really foundational things that I learned from Dr. Lee and came mm-hmm. to really love him as, as almost a second father. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. And what I love about that is that both those pieces that you remember are things that I hear across the board from, from alumni. I mean, I've got alumni from the seventies who are trying to get, who are working to get together doormates from 40 years ago, 50 mm-hmm. years ago, six years ago, because that community was so important. And then you hear all sorts of stories of professors who, who were great at what they did. They were great teachers, but man, yeah. they love students and they went above and beyond to disciple to mentor. Um, so I love that story about Dr. Lee, who, who easily could have said, mm, I'm being paid to teach. That's enough work. Uh, I'm just going to do that. But said, no, I, I want to disciple and mentor young believers in walking with the Lord and being in his word. And then 
to have somebody like you, Joe, who says, man, this is a lot of work already being an engineering student, but Dr. Lee thinks this is worth it. It's worth it. And I want to do yep. it as well. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what a cool piece of your story. Ah, that's awesome. I had no idea. Okay. So two highlights there were dorm life and the professors. Um, yep. Well, let's talk a little bit about senior design. You got not just one year of senior design. You got two years. Yes. Tell us about the project you got to work on. So I got to work on a project with um, ITEC, Indigenous okay. Peoples Technology and Education Center, which is a missions-based organization. Uh, but one of the things they do really well with is trying to get first world technology in a usable format for people in third worlds. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, they've done did that with an eyeglasses program where they could teach indigenous peoples, tribes, to have their own little um, optometry kit where they'd go out and set up so they could uh, identify what prescription glasses you need and then get people set up with those glasses. They did that with a dental program where they teach, uh, you know, tribes how to do dental work and uh, and have this little portable chair that fold up into a backpack and have all the little tools you needed to be able to do basic cavity filling and stuff like that um so so they did that another project they had was the one that i got to work on a flying car the maverick flying car so they wanted they envisioned this off-road dune buggy type thing that could drive most of the way but then if your road was blocked or there was portions that were just untravelable you could put up a powered parachute have a prop that you'd start up on the back engine and then you could fly short distances to get where you need so that was the concept of the flying car um So who doesn't love an off-road dune buggy that can also fly? That I thought can that also was fly. I mean, that's really every cool. kid's dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, this project had been started before my time at Letourneau. The, the, the concept had been seeded by some Letourneau students on their senior design project. And, uh, and so they had done the proof of concept work, built one that was just basic functional to prove that it would work. And then uh, the iTech company kind of took it further from there and was launching in production. So about the time I got involved, they were uh, they were moving towards actually selling it to the general public as to earn funds to also then give it away to local indigenous peoples okay. uh, and train them how to care for it and stuff like that. So I was involved, my first senior design project was focused on tooling for manufacturing. So we designed and built some weld fixtures for welding up the whole space frame. And we then delivered them and set them all up down in Florida over spring break and got them up and running and really cut their cycle time on building the product way down by just giving them good tooling. And then another... Um, and then the second year, my project was focused more around fatigue analysis of the frame. So yeah. they uh, they had some areas of concern that, you know, over time could crack and break possibly. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted um, some help doing a fatigue analysis. So I did that. And that has actually rolled really heavily into what I do here at Vermeer. I've kind of become okay. somewhat of a resident fatigue life expert. Uh, okay. So that was kind of seeding, that project wow. was kind of seeding that, uh, that interest for me. In that, yeah. that interest and that skill set um, just kind mm. of kicked it off and so uh, I had a lot of fun uh, learning a little bit of FEA trying to do that as well as just doing some basic cycle testing uh, okay. we built a we made a racket in the lab <laughs> down in the, in the lab we built this we, we took a table and we retrofitted a welding table retrofitted it to uh, a portion of the frame the space frame okay. the tubular frame and then I uh, used a, a air cylinder to press on it repeatedly oh, wow. and then it just set up a whole solenoid setup where it just pumped uh, pressure on, pressure off, pressure on, pressure, oh, off. pressure off, and then so and uh, but it made a racket in the lab. You could hear that oh, thing gosh. go thump, 
boom, 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 all night long. As it was so it's just cycling. a stress test that was going on. But I mean, exactly. you know, these buildings, I mean, I'm in one of the, 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 fat, the prefab buildings that the labs are in. Mm-hmm. These things, you hear everything. Yes, so, you you, I mean, that thing would have echoed through the entire oh, yeah. lab. It did. Wow. It did. So there were plenty of students like, what are you doing over there? And when is that going to be over? It's like, well, when it fails, it'll be done. <laughs> when it shows us how long it can last before it fails, then we'll turn yep. it off. Exactly. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, Joe, so this is really cool. Your, your junior year of college here, you not only are, are in a senior design project that is applying what you've learned to real world um, real world issues but you are i mean the impact there was was demonstrative you could actually go and see how it improved efficiency at itech how it allowed mm-hmm. them to do what they were doing more effectively mm-hmm. i mean what a cool this is not a hey we're gonna be kind of an, a fun idea we want you to play around with this was something that you guys actually got to do and then see implemented that made a difference in yep. an emission work that's incredible and then your second year you got to start working with fatigue and now you continue to do that yep Wow, that's awesome! Cool, uh, you know, I in my own story, and I, I, I'm reminded every time I meet with alumni that your guys' stories are similar. That God gave you opportunities, you took them, and then you didn't know where what He was going to do with them down the road. But He always has something, or often yes. has something down the road. Okay, okay. It's so so fun to look see, back and yeah, see God's absolutely. handiwork of threading it all together. You couldn't have planned it out yourself, but He does. You can see it. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, from that conversation with the other alumni about welding to now a career in it and then fatigue gets brought in and all that huh that's amazing okay so two senior design projects we talked about you graduating and you got to drive the the dune buggy um Mm -hmm. yep anything else about your time at Laterno? i know you were an ra you were a chaplain you were student body president um you were involved in quite a few things the aws chapter here on campus before we transition into kind of your career since then is there anything else that comes to mind that you'd want to share I know, put you on the spot, but yeah, that's all right. What I just enjoyed all those different opportunities, and it was stressful at times trying to juggle um, everything. But it was fun. I mean, it was so was my sophomore year that I was a chaplain for my floor, and so that just helped me further solidify relationships and get to know more people. Uh, My junior year was the resident assistant, and so that was more leadership opportunities. And really, it was fun to be with some of the other RAs. That that really, we really bonded and made some lasting relationships just being in that little leadership group uh, as well. And then uh, then student body president, that one kind of hit me. I never thought I was going to do student body president, but one of my uh, good friends, uh, who was actually the student body president right before me, he he tapped me on the shoulder and he's like, Joe, you should consider running. I think you could do a good job of this. I'm like, really? I never even thought of it. And so it was on my radar. It was on my radar. And so here's another one of God's fun stories of where he was preparing. I had a um, an Australian Outback hat that I loved to wear, and I would wear it all around campus. I still have it to this day. It's a bit okay. bit beat up I, I actually have a replacement now for it that okay. i wear because it, it, it um but i have the old original one and okay. uh so i would wear that all around campus and so everyone knew me by my hat and oh, so it was your icon like your icon or iconic sort of okay yeah 
Exactly. So there's, there's, there's that. And I think, you know, having been um, an RA and, and some things like that, I had, uh, I'd gotten to build relationships with a lot of people around campus. Um, but I, so I wore that hat to the student, to the election address, you know, as we're nominees going up. And so I wore it up on stage and they take it off and, uh, and give my little spiel. And at the yep. end, it's like, I mean, vote for the hat. And so, that I, <laughs> and so I think that helped me. Um, uh, couldn't have planned that one in advance. But for uh, the moment, yep. Uh-huh. Oh, I love that. Now, did you end up getting a nickname related to the hat? Were you like Outback Joe or anything? Yeah, uh, Indy. So after Indiana Indy. Jones. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes sense. Indy and mm-hmm. Indiana Joe. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I was talking to an alumni who um, he graduated in 2018. He was a nursing grad. Similar story. He would carry around a whip for bizarre reason, and it had a, a kind of a cowboy hat. So he was known as Indiana as well for a while. Oh, so <laughs> that mantle was passed cool. in some ways. Yeah, um, that's great. So, okay, help me help me piece this together. You're being mentored by Dr. Lee somewhere in mm-hmm. your college career. Is mm-hmm. that your sophomore, junior year? Is that your junior, senior year? Sophomore, junior. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so the year you start as a chaplain is also the year you start with Dr. Lee. Mm-hmm. And he that kind of mentoring discipleship is going through your uh, chaplaincy and your RA year. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a cool grounding to kind of have through some pretty challenging years in some ways. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it was a really good grounding. It was really, really helpful. Awesome. All right. Well, let's transition to your work since then. We know that you graduated as a mechanical engineer in welding in a welding mm-hmm. uh, degree. We know that you love welding and you got some work on fatigue and you've hinted that that's your work now. So tell us, what do you, and, oh, and we know that you had an internship with Vermeer and actually we didn't mention it, but you had two internships with John Deere. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us what you're doing now and, and how, what's the story now? Like how are you continuing to use those interests and degrees in the mm-hmm. work that you're doing with Vermeer? Well, so I my job as a weld engineer at Vermeer entails multiple things, and it's grown over time. So uh, I've progressed from just a weld engineer to senior weld engineer, and I've uh, over time uh, pulled in some management. So I have a team that reports up to me now, um, which has been a great experience. But uh, the elements of my job, one of them is teaching. And that's oh, a lot wow. of fun. I so now I get to be kind of the uh, the trainer of engineers for weldment design at Vermeer, oh, wow. and so I get to train pr- virtually all of our incoming new engineers come through that's at least awesome. a two day class with me. Okay. Um, so training is an element of it. Um, uh, welding process improvements is another. So I'm definitely a big support on the manufacturing floor for looking at how can we improve efficiency or when we run into problems, how do we troubleshoot those? And I have a team of technicians who report to me who help diagnose those as well each day. Actually, just as we're getting on this call, I got a text from one of them asking me, sending a picture and saying, what's your opinion on this weld and how should we repair it? Um, so there's that piece. There's the engineering side, which I talked about the training, but then there's also uh, lots of uh, questions that come to me. Um, today I had an engineer email me a question about changing material on a weldment. They wanted to mm-hmm. source a different uh, tube type for a drum that they're building and they okay. wanted my opinion on what's the weldability of this, how's it going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that same engineer, I've been working a lot on fatigue life analysis on okay. uh, on a drum that he's designing and trying to trying to size the welds correctly and okay. uh, and make sure that the root condition of the weld is good for fatigue life and different okay. things like that. So there's wow. that engineering consulting side of it. Uh, and then there's also R&D and testing of new products and processes um, that I get to do. And so one of those is digital weld instructions. That's something we're running a pilot test on in one of Vermeer's plants right now to test yeah. out digital weld instructions to try to train the welders faster and to also monitor their quality of their work and okay. so far it's shown some really really good results so, wow okay so it sounds like you do the exact same thing every day it's the most boring job ever of, like, of course yes <laughs> i've got a half page of notes of all the different hats you get to wear and i'm just like struck by the fact that that mechanical engineering degree comes in the hand into play oh, yeah the welding engineering degree comes into play your senior design project comes into play I mean, in just the, the last sort of 45 minutes we spent together, I mean, I, I can tell you're thoughtful and you, you're, you're skillful, but you also just have a joy. And so the fact that you spend two days with every employee who gets hired onto welding, what a cool gift to get to just rub shoulders with them for them to get to rub shoulders with you mm -hmm. and, and be that light to them as they're kicking off their time. Um, and I love that you're getting texts from your guys. They know, hey, I can reach out to Joe and ask questions and he's not gonna think I'm stupid. He's not gonna have, you know, I just, Joe, you know, I'm seeing all sorts of things, but man, you're still loving on your people. You're getting to use these skill sets that God's given you, and it's pretty amazing. Yeah, God's really blessed me. I enjoy. I enjoy my job, one, for the diversity it brings, two, from the fact that I get to work at a Christian-owned and operated company. Uh, Vermeer is family-owned and operated in its third generation of leadership and is distinctly <laughs> Christian um, in their wow. statement. Yeah, in their statement about um, the principles of the company, they have a 4P philosophy, they call it. And the first is biblical principles. The second mm -hmm. is people. The third is product, and the fourth is profit. And they really live it in that order. Boy, so um, wow. they really care about their people, and it's fun to be a uh, part of a team like that. Joe, that's amazing. I had no idea. So not only do you get to bring your skills as a mechanical engineer and a welding engineer and a fatigue specialist, you actually get to bring your faith into the workplace. Mm -hmm. and that's an okay thing like you're yeah like you can pray about what you're doing and people know that you're yes. a believer and that's an, that's awesome what a cool yep. opportunity okay so gosh i'm just thinking back to that first like experience you had with vermeer right out of high school and here you are 15 years later or something like that yeah, and um gosh that's amazing that's incredible yep. okay so your your job looks different every day is, is really the reality of it um what do you, as you think about all those hats, I know you enjoy, because I can tell as you were talking about, that you enjoy all of it. Is there something in particular right now that you're working on that you can share? And I realize there may be things you can't, that you're just really enjoying. Well, there's two things that come to mind. One is developing a team. So uh, we, we've uh, gone through a little bit of turnover in our team recently uh, for good reasons. People are getting okay. promoted. Okay. So, so they're getting they're moving on to bigger better jobs oh, which is yep. which is exciting for them uh but then that leaves uh my group that's still standing here with a couple openings and so it's been fun to be able to hire do some interviews and hiring and then training uh, just this morning i was doing a class uh, i called a code clinic but it's kind of going through some welding standards um and helping expose uh, one of my, in particular, one new hire, and then another gentleman who's worked for me for a little while, who are, I'm just trying to build up his confidence level. Um, okay. So really, just investing back in them and training, and also seeing people that I've gotten to work with and help.
help invest in some and see how they're progressing up in the company. Um, so it's just been the team development is a fun aspect that I feel like I'm learning more and more of and getting better at uh, as I go through my career. And I, I look forward to doing more of that. But then more on the technical side, something that gets me really excited, as you've heard multiple times, is weld fatigue. Uh, nothing gets me more excited than when I get an email or a phone call saying, hey, this cracked in the field. We need to figure out what happened. Joe, can you come help? And it's like, <laughs> yes, something like, broke. And we could go figure out why it. it broke and how to fix it and make yeah. it better. So, um, so, yeah, I nerd out on that sort of thing. Oh, <laughs> um, and I love that because you get a challenge. It's, Yep. You get these new challenges. It's, it's not the same challenge every day. It's a different challenge. Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah. So I've, um, this, this will tie into possibly a future question, but uh, I'm involved in the International Welding Institute, International Institute yep. of Welding, okay. uh, IIW, and I serve as the U.S. delegate to their um, commission on fatigue. It's kind of like a committee, basically, okay. that, uh, gathers and does presentations on kind of the latest and greatest in fatigue analysis of welded structures. And so uh, it's a lot of it's over my head. These are a lot of people presenting their PhD work. You know, I'm just got my little BS degree over here in the corner. Um, but it's fun to learn from them. And, uh, and then to try to take the stuff that they've researched and discovered and apply it to Vermeer products. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's, uh, that's something I've really had a great opportunity to be able to do is is to help dig in and do good fatigue analysis uh, and, and advise on weldment design in order to get the products to live longer and uh, to be more robust for our customers. Hmm. Um, and so that's everything from um, from simplistic looking at joint design and 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 what joints are going to live longer than others to okay. diving deep into the math. Um, and and running the calculations uh which i enjoy as well um so mm -hmm. all right so that is a perfect segue to kind of wrap up because while you're wearing you know you, you got a, a, a full plate as a dad you got a full plate as an employee and a senior welding engineer and a team lead and all that you also got to give me some opportunities to kind of be a part of things and, and impact things and, and being conversations beyond Vermeer with AWS and with the International Society. So tell us, as we wrap up, a little bit of your work there. What what opportunities are there? I think you've got a change in, in position and one of those that's coming up. Um, yeah. yeah tell us that. So I've, I was in college, I was at Laterno. I was able to be a part of the AWS student chapter, uh, okay. which was fun. And then rolling into when I graduated, I came and got pretty quickly involved in my local Iowa chapter for the American Welding Society and kind of worked up through the secretary chairmanship and still serve as a member at large. One of the things that was fun there is being able to help pay back. I got a lot of scholarships as I went through school and uh, some of them from the American Welding Society, which was really oh, wow. beneficial. And so as a member of our local section, I have had the privilege of helping endow multiple scholarships wow. for students and oh, then also cool. sit on the committee to help select applicants to be to receive these scholarships. Receive these scholarships. Wow, yeah. that's cool. So it's really been fun to be first on the receiving end where I was really blessed by those who had already done that hard work before um, yeah. and had, had set aside the funds to be able to help me through college, but then to now be able to pay it back and give 
um, help help with the whole awarding process of scholarships. So that's been fun on a section level. I've also been involved in technical committees, uh, namely D14, which is a committee that writes standards for design uh, and fabrication of welded products, welded equipment, really, uh, agricultural equipment, construction equipment, that sort of thing. And um, so I sit on the committee, have basically since I graduated. Uh, my mentor, wow. Dave Landon, pulled me in right away. I uh, actually did a few projects for the committee while I was still in college. Uh, one of my professors, Robert Wark, uh, at the time, was involved in those committees as well. And so he even pulled me in at that time. Wow. And that was, that was a lot of fun. But so, every, so starting in college and now been a member and... Uh, and just recently received a nomination to be the chairman of the committee. So okay. um, we'll see how that all goes, but excited mm -hmm. to be able to serve in a new capacity there. Yeah. Um, and then obviously with the International Institute of Welding, as I me uh, mentioned earlier, I've been able to uh, serve some there. And okay. I've also been able to serve on the welding handbook, uh, writing okay. a, uh, a chapter. Obviously, I wasn't the old sole author. I was a contributing author to a chapter on weldment design. Um, so... Oh my goodness, it's so cool to see the opportunities God's given you. And I'm also struck by how they really have come about over time. And so it was opportunities in college, but you were faithful to those. And then more opportunities grew and more opportunities, more opportunities. And I think, Joe, one of the things that is I'm kind of wrapping up our conversation together that uh, just from walking away, just both challenged and encouraged by, is you learn to manage a lot in that first year where you're working 55 hours, working that second shift, going to college. But doing it well and doing it faithfully with discipline, that carried you through college. And now mm -hmm. as a dad of six and a husband and a worker and a team lead, but also involved, like God's allowing you to be a part of a lot of things, yes. but in part because you developed some pretty great discipline and just a great perspective on, okay, I've got this time to do it. I'm going to do it. And I got to move on to the next thing um, that just seemed to continue to serve you well. And I love that, that faithfulness in you, that willingness to, to take on new challenges, but to do them um with wisdom and I don't know, I, I'm trying to find the words, but I don't know. I just, I'm so encouraged just hearing your story and how God's continued to bless that, that hard work and that discipline you put in over the years. Yeah, and he's the one who cultured me to begin with. So glory yeah. be to him. Amen. But yes, it has been a privilege to serve in many yeah. ways. Absolutely. Yeah. He's the one that not only cultivated who you were, but he's the one that gave you those opportunities and you faithfully followed him. And then he blessed that. Mm -hmm. And so just a great encouragement to, to our alumni. Well, let's wrap up with this. If you had, say you were sitting down with either a student who was looking at joint, coming to Laterno for welding engineering or a senior who is looking at May and just kind of intimidated by the job market, pick one of those two scenarios. What would be your encouragement to them? So a student coming into college, I would say, um, going to a Christian school does not make you a Christian. It, I, I saw this in my time at Laterno. There were some who just kind of floated along and did not really make their faith their own. And um, so when those opportunities come along, when the Dr. Lee's offer to uh, do a Bible study, take them up on it, grasp it, drive it, uh, work hard at developing your faith and you can go so much further by God's grace with mm -hmm. that. Um, so, so don't, don't sit back on your laurels and think, Oh, just cause I'm going to Christian school. Then I got, I've checked the Christian box. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, really invest and take some time there. And if on the flip side, you're the graduate who's like burnt out, like, Oh my goodness, I can't, I don't know how I can survive these last few months and I still got to get a job. Um, mm -hmm. Stick with it. 
the 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 relief will come you will graduate and and there will be more time to relax and do other things uh so run it out now but also be looking try to network find um be active in seeking out that job um it, it's it's great if you can get multiple offers uh, that can help with negotiating and stuff like that but um but keep your eye on the prize and don't lose heart now. I remember, oh man, I was so burnt out by the time I was, I was like, man, I need to be done. <laughs> but uh, God saved me through the end and uh, there was light at the end of the tunnel. So Amen. one day at a time you got through. Now I love that, you know, coming into college, you're going to work really hard at your engineering degree, but don't as a result, use that as an excuse to not work hard at growing in your faith and making it your own. And at the end, man, just be faithful. One day at a time, you're going to get through this. Pursue the opportunities God opens, the doors he opens, and just keep at it. You'll get there. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. So, mm-hmm. awesome. Well, hey, uh, last question for you. At this point, does it look like you might be at Fabtech in September? Might be at I am hoping I know, unfortunately, so. those overlap this year. Yes, yes. I, I noticed that in your promo at the beginning. I was like, yeah. oh, man, that's that's. Uh, but no, I do hope to be at Fabtech, uh, okay. Lord willing. It uh, depends on what my employer is permitting for travel at the time. But uh, it looks likely okay. that restrictions will have lifted by then. So okay. I'm really so hopeful to, our, to be there. Awesome. So to our alumni watching and to our students who might be a part of the AWS chapter who might be there, keep an eye out for Joe. Go find Vermeer's booth and say hi to Joe while you're there. Uh, I'd love to talk to you. Awesome. Well, Joe, mm-hmm. thanks so much for this afternoon and all the best to you and your family. Thank you. Same to you, Dan. All right. Thanks. Thank all you right. so much. <laughs> Take care. Well, thanks so much for joining us. I love these conversations. And I don't, I, these conversations come about because somebody says, hey, you should talk to so and so. And in this case, Dr. Richard Bomber, who oversees our welding engineering program and just an alumni as well, a sweet brother in Christ and a friend and colleague here said, hey, you need to talk to Joe. So if you have someone that you know of that just has a story worth telling, and we all do, um, has followed the Lord in their career and pursued things God's called them to, and you say, man, I think I'd love sitting down for a cup of coffee with them. I'd love for them to get to share. Well, let me know. Drop me an email at alumni at lntu.edu. Give us a call at 903-233-3840, or drop us a direct message here on Facebook and let us know who it is you think we should reach out to. As a new director of alumni engagement last year, this has been a great way for me to get to know the alumni. And so continue to build relationships there. So thanks so much for recommending it. Uh, great conversation today with Joe. And just encourage you, if you know of anybody who is looking at welding engineering, is thinking about going into engineering, is um, struggling, share this with them. I, I, I walked away so encouraged by Joe's steadfastness, his perseverance, his faithfulness to what God called him to, and just his recognition that it was God who was allowing him to sustain him and God giving the opportunities. I was encouraged, and I think somebody else would be as well. If there's someone you know who would be encouraged, I encourage you to share this with them. Well, that's it for today. Look forward to being back in a couple of weeks with our next alumni conversation. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. May you continue to be God's hands and feet in your workplace, in your community, in your church, and your family. May that be the foundation that you then pour into the workplace in ways that make a difference for his glory. Appreciate you guys. Love our community and glad you're a Laterno alum and part of the Laterno family. Take care and God bless. This episode of Alumni Conversations has been brought to you by Laterno University's Alumni Relations Office, connecting over 25,000 alumni around the world. Find out more by visiting www.letu.edu forward slash alumni. Thank you.